the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you'll get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of the Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Mark Longoria. Well, hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is Mark Longoria, Director of Ministry Development, right here on AM 630 KSLR, and you are listening to the Church of the Week. Every week, we come together to uh, feature a church in our local community. Our desire is that you would find a local church that you can go to and become part of the family with brothers and sisters in Christ that you can embrace and pray with and they can encourage you. We want you to find a local pastor that can speak into your life and can help you out through difficult times in your life and can encourage you as well, someone that you can be accountable to. And so today in studio, I want to introduce to you a couple of friends of mine that have been around in San Antonio for quite a while, and uh, they are pastoring a church um, in the south side of San Antonio called the King's Mission Fellowship. We'd like to welcome to the studio today Pastors Runa and Berta Brandstrom. God bless you. Thank you. Well, thank you for having us. Good to have you here, guys. Thanks so much for being out it's here. It's a pleasure to be here. We want to know, uh, I want to introduce you and introduce our audience over to you so that they understand a little bit more about who you guys are. So before we get into the church and what God is doing in the church, let's talk about let's talk about you, Pastor Runa, for a little bit. Give us a little bit of about your background because you have a... A different yeah, type of accent. and uh, Exactly. And people will hear that I'm not from the United States. Yeah. I come from Sweden, and I've been in San Antonio for 12 years. So I speak very good Swinglish. <laughs> I mix some yes. English with Swedish, but people most of the time understand what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and in Sweden, I did Eastern Europe work. I had a... Had a Church and we had a Bible school. We had also a, a national uh, magazine, Christian magazine, and we did a lot of things. Then God called us, Beth and me, to come to San Antonio mm. to start a church, but not only that, to gather pastors yeah. and, and work for unity and for the body of Christ here in San Antonio. Now, tell me about that experience. I mean, because this is, this is a huge step. I mean, just to go internationally across the pond and to be able to come and dig new roots here in San Antonio. How did, how did you receive it? Tell me about the actual experience there where God spoke to you about that. That was uh, some years before we come here. Four years before we come here, 99, we had a woman that had a prophetic gift that come to our church, and she said, you will be a part of revival that will come to San Antonio. Mm. That was Elizabeth and, Alvis. Yeah, it's right. Beth Alvis. Yeah. And, and, and I was, this was happening in Sweden? She was yeah. speaking yeah. at a women's conference in Sweden. Oh, okay. In, in our church. And at that time I was thinking, okay, I will go to San Antonio and stay there for a few weeks and, and then back. go back to, of course. to Because my relatives to were here. Yeah. And, and, and we would go back and forward. Then another prophet was coming from South America. And he said the same thing. Another Jewish Messianic prophet come mm. and said similar thing. And then another guy South Africa. from South Africa, and, and, and he said also the same thing. Wow. So we had four different, and then we understand when, 
When we were here in the beginning of 99, God spoke so clearly to our heart, I want you to move to San Antonio because I have a work for you here. So in September, the 1st of September, 99, we put our feet down here in San Antonio. So what do you do, Pastor Bertha? You guys arrive into into the United States. You come to San Antonio. Of course, you're from San Antonio, right? Yeah. Well, for me, it was just like I was a fish in, in water because yeah. uh, I was born in San Antonio. But what do you do as far as a ministry? Now you come back with a whole well, new mission. Yeah. The first thing we did, actually, we began to visit various ministries and mm-hmm. churches and get to know who are the people, who are, yeah. who's the body of Christ in San Antonio. And we started connecting almost from the beginning with some wonderful people like Seth King from Daily Bread yes. and uh, Alan and Eileen Vincent, uh, City Reachers. And uh, we just began to meet and connect with uh, the leaders and the body of Christ in San Antonio. Yeah. And then how long before you actually begin to gather a group to we, teach we and started, them? We started the church seven months after we had arrived here. Okay. But before that, we had two couple that we met on a regular in our, basis in home, every, in every week okay. in our home to prepare to start the church. And we started the church the, the Easter day, 2000. All right. Right. And we had 65 people there, mm-hmm. and 17 of them gave their life for the first time Praise to the God. Lord in the first meeting. Yeah. And after that, we had a, a harvest coming in. Yeah. Every week, really. Yeah, wow. And so now you guys have been around for how long now? The, Twelve the church. years. Twelve years. Twelve years. Now, I, I well, do know that— oh, Eleven the years. The church is eleven, 11 years. Yeah, eleven right. years. Yeah. So I do know that sometime back, um, a few years back, there was a, a, a joining of two congregations that came That's together. Right. Uh, tell me how, how that happened. Uh, that happened in 2006, yeah. August of 2006. And um, Runa and I had been leading a uh, pastor fellowship on the south side at that point for mm-hmm. several years. And one of the pastors in our fellowship, uh, Ruben Segundo, was the pastor of Restoration Church mm-hmm. there on the south side. And uh, some changes had taken place in, in, in the ministry and in the church. And um, Runa and I at that point, had uh, our church had bought land and we were getting ready to build the building. But uh, through a series of circumstances, we we decided to approach Pastor Segundo and his wife Vera and ask them, what would you think if instead of us building another building, you have such a beautiful building here, if we could just consolidate our churches and mm-hmm. just come together yeah. and begin to serve the Lord together? And, um, you know, for them, it was an answer to prayer. Yeah. And we ended up coming together. Why? And what were they going through? Well, well I mean, not you well, know, all the details, but yeah, there, what were some of the things that you they know, had there was some God? financial stress mm-hmm. and there was, you know, it's just some changes that had been taking place for various reasons. And yeah. uh, it was just a, a way to for them to experience being supported and undergirding undergirded mm-hmm. by another yeah. uh, another ministry, another uh, pastor couple. And yeah. we were already very close because we've been worshiping the Lord together on a weekly basis. So Pastors Vera and, and, and Ruben still serve there. They're part of the oh, ministry, yeah, part of the staff. Right. And, and, and the way we did it was the first year was a test. Mm-hmm. With two churches was together. We were still two churches. And we took up uh, the offering to the two different churches. And, and, you, and had with, a, you had different times that you met? No, we time? met oh, the together. same time. Okay. We did everything together. It's just we did it as two churches. And after a year, when God has uh, confirmed very strongly, not only to us as pastors, but also to our people, that this was the right thing, then we joined 
and and created a complete new church, and that yeah. was the King Mission Fellowship. So prior to that, what was your name? We were New Life Celebration. Okay. And they were Restoration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now it's a whole new thing that God new, did. It's a new entity. new thing. Yeah. And, and the King's Mission. Has Amen. Been, and it's five years now that has gone. Yeah. In, in August will be six years. So. Right. Now, we chose the, the name The King's Mission because we really um, have been putting a focus on the kingdom. Yes. We really believe that a shift has taken place uh, in, in the spirit uh, and the focus away from the traditional church paradigm mm-hmm. to the new paradigm, which is the kingdom, the of, kingdom God. of God. And that's something that we, as well as... Pastor Ruben and Vera Segundo and their people and our people, we're all on the same page on that. Yeah. And, we, you know, our, our goal really is to, to raise up a people who understand that the most important thing about the kingdom is the king himself. Amen. And we, we don't want people to sit just to consume right. the word of God and, right. and consume, have a consumer mentality. We want to be assured that it's going out and doing impacting our community right. wherever we are. Exactly. Now it's really it's refreshing to hear, and I've met so many different pastors, so many different churches, and it's so good to hear these types of things that are happening not only at the King's Mission but in so many other places around San Antonio that people are coming back to being kingdom minded versus right. my church versus that church. That's right. Um, because if we, we go back to the scriptures and look at what the, the message of Jesus Christ, he was talking about the kingdom. That's um, right. And he was preaching the kingdom. But somewhere along the way, throughout the development of the church, we began to to have all of these walls of separation through denominations, through ideologies and theologies, mm-hmm. and right. my way versus your way. And it become it became somewhat uh, fragmented. That's right. Uh, but when we look at, when we focus on there is one king and there is one kingdom that we all belong to, then that reunites us back to that. And not mm-hmm. only that, it's also one church in San Antonio. Amen. One body. If, if, yeah. if you look into the New Testament, Paul didn't write to local churches or to house churches or to That's right. ministry. He wrote to the church in Corinth right, the and the church, church in, in Rome. In and Jesus himself yeah. in Revelation 2 and 3 was writing to city churches. Yeah. The church in Ephesus, Sardis, and so on and so on. Amen. So now let's use that as a segue to what do you see? What have you been seeing God doing throughout the city of San Antonio? You've been here long enough now, over a decade, doing this mission that God commanded you to do, but you're not just focused into your congregation. You're looking at... You started out, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. before you opened up the doors to your church, you started out finding out what's going on around the city, what That's are the different right. ministries, and what God is, what is God doing. Tell me from your perspective and your experience, what is God doing in the city of San Antonio that we, the church, needs to embrace? Well, I think one of the things that he's doing is uh, there's an awareness, a growing awareness in people, in leaders, and in ministries that no one ministry and no one church no one leader can do it, can right. take the city, that we really need to connect, that we really need to unite. Absolutely. Uh, one of the things that Rin and I have uh, experienced now for almost 12 years is uh, a gathering of pastors and leaders and intercessors that gather on a weekly basis on mm-hmm. Tuesday mornings. And our main focus really is to worship the Lord together. Yeah. And we really believe that it's in that atmosphere of worship, it's in that position of worshiping him together together that God will reveal to us his strategy. Yes. God will reveal to us 
what it is that we are to do to take the city. And yeah. so I think that it's not only our group. I think there are other groups in the city as well mm-hmm. uh, where ministers, pastors, intercessors are uniting yeah. and and really making the focus the Lord himself and yeah. coming into his presence. We're a presence-focused people, and I think that's something that's happening throughout the city. And that I believe that that is the key, really, yeah. to hearing God and be able to know what is it he wants us to do and then right. just to begin to move uh, with, in obedience. Amen. Mm-hmm. And the Lord has given birth in this pastor meeting, 9 o'clock every Tuesday in our church. God gave birth to a ministry that we call Nehemiah Initiative. Yes. And that is all about adapting streets for prayer, mm-hmm. to getting the Christian here in San Antonio to begin to pray for their sh- street where they live and also the streets around their church. Yeah. Do you know how many streets is in San Antonio? It's close to 7,000. 17,000. 17,000 wow. streets. And it needs a lot of Christian praying for the streets. And I believe when the Christian here in San Antonio begins to take responsibility for their city mm-hmm. by prayer, yeah. we will see the Holy Spirit move in a mighty way yes. in our city. So many prophetic words have been released over the city of San Antonio. Uh, we've had different prophets from within the city, as well as prophets that come in from outside of the city from time to time annually. They come in and they they make these declarations, and God is saying this about the city and and the revival that is that is uh, that is getting ready to take place in the city and the transformation that is going on. But you're right; it takes it takes people boots on the ground. It takes people that are in the trenches. Every church, every pastor, every lay person, everyone needs to be in agreement. We need to be in prayer. We need to be ready for warfare. That's right. All of that together is what brings the revival. When we when there's that unity. We go back to the book of Acts, and we see that that, that the, uh, the churches, like you mentioned, for the, all these different cities, but they were united. That's right. They would pray. They would come together. So I, I take my hat off to you guys for this Nehemiah initiative that you have, uh, you have uh, started. You've spearheaded over in the west side. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. On the west That's side. Right. We started on the west side. Yeah. And, and we also did a, a big outreach on the west side a uh, little over a year ago. We had— 2010. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we had 400 Christians from different churches, 40 different churches coming and do a lot of different things on the West Side for eight days. And that was a tremendous time to see God do a great of of things. Go ahead. Prior to the outreach, though, uh, there was a group of us that actually prayed in the West Side, somewhere in the West Side, Mm Every single day, Monday through Friday at noontime for mm. a year. Wow. And, uh, you know, recently I was re- I've been reading uh, a, uh, the book by Alan Vincent, uh, Kingdom at War, I believe mm. is the name of it. And one of the things he says is you need to win the legal battle first mm. uh, and then go into military battle. And he talks about, you know, prayer uh, can be done, you know, even if it's not, if it is a small group to win the legal battle. I mean, this is kind of a big topic. I can't go too deeply into it. Yeah. But we really sense that because we did this for the way we did it, for just praying before we really went out and did very many actions, mm-hmm. it prepared the way when we finally did decide to go out and begin to reach out with the gospel. We, we found open doors. We found that the atmosphere had changed mm-hmm. in that particular beachhead, which we called a beachhead, yeah. which was about 167 streets that were adopted for prayer. Wow. 
And we prayed, like I said, consistently at yeah. noontime, Monday through Friday, for almost a year. Yeah. Or for a, about a year. And uh, so prayer before action, um, I believe, is just really Very important. crucial. Absolutely. And Nehemiah Initiative has also reached out to a community uh, on the west side, this uh, Camino Creek. Mm. And, and was the two ladies there in that community. It's a... Uh, mobile park. Mobile park. Mo- mobile, uh, mobile home park. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. And there was two ladies there that began to pray every day for their community. Mm. And this summer we did an outreach, and we saw we're seeing 60 people coming to the Lord before December. And in December we had a Christmas outreach there, and another 20 people were coming to the Lord. Yeah. And And I believe that we will see San Antonio transformed by prayer, but not just by prayer, by prayer and action by us Christians here in San Antonio. Amen, amen. One of the things you mentioned that really caught my attention, you you said that on this initiative you had 40 40 churches that participated in this. Uh, You also mentioned that you have your weekly uh, gathering of pastors there at your church on Tuesday mornings for prayer uh, and for worship. Let's, I want to touch on this topic just a little bit because you've seen this firsthand. What, what do you say? Because I'm sure there are pastors that are listening. I'm sure there are some elders that are listening to us right now, somebody that's, a, that's in a church, a church member, that might be thinking, you know what, I don't think my pastor is involved in, in anything. So my question to you is this. What do you say to the pastor that says, hey, hey, let me shake your hand. You guys are doing a great job. I wish I could be a part of it, but I'm just way too busy. I've got missions, trips. I've got my youth uh, pastor that needs some help over here. I've got a study for this. I've got, I got so much going on in my own church. Uh, you know, Maybe someday I'll, I'll, I'll do that. But they don't really value the importance. They don't see the importance of setting time uh, aside, specifically in their schedule, to go and be a part of the community of the local churches and the local, fellow, uh, the local pastors. The way I'm looking on it is that it's very important to understand the big picture. Mm-hmm. Me, as a person, is just a part of, of a bigger picture. And it's the same thing with my local church. And the p- big picture is what we have in Ephesians 2, mm-hmm. the last two verses, that it speaks that God has joined us together to become a temple for him. Yes. And and it says in the last verse on Ephesians is two twenty two that God has is building us together into a dwelling place of his presence. Mm-hmm. And and it speaks about the whole building Paul yeah. is speaking about. Yeah. And in that context is every Christian in Ephesus it's every house church in Ephesus. Yes. It's every local church in Ephesus. Mm-hmm. It's every leader in Ephesus. They are built together into a home for God, yes. for his presence. Amen. Mm-hmm. And that is what God wants to do Unity. here in, in, in San Antonio. Amen. Mm-hmm. And you have it as a, a picture in God's big illustration book, in the Old Testament yeah. with the tabernacle and all the tribes that was organized around the tabernacle in a mm. special order. They were organized to come around the presence of God that wow. was in the tabernacle. That's good. And I believe that God wants that here in San Antonio. Amen. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to, I time is going to 
this is going by so fast. I yes. want to make sure that we talk a little bit about what's going on in your church. Um, what can someone find when they open, they come through the doors there at uh, the King's the King's Mission Fellowship? Tell me a little bit about the church itself. Well, something about the church is that we're just really a down-home church, and, yeah. and people are ready to welcome new people. Uh, our church is a place where um, our desire is that people experience the grace of God, the acceptance accepting love of God. Mm-hmm. And um, and so uh, our church is also very um, presence-focused, so we're a worshiping church. Amen. We're a praising and a worshiping church. It's what would be your focus of the church? I mean, because there's, there's some churches that are focused on prophetic, some churches that are focused on missions. What would you think would be... I, I believe that our, our church, one of the main focuses is every member is a minister. Mm-hmm. We don't believe in people coming and being a sitting church. Yes. We are raising up a people who are secure in their identity, who know who they are in Christ. So first of all, who know him. Yeah. But you can't know who you are if you don't know him. Right. So our desire is for people to know him, to find their true identity in him, and to know that they have a mandate. Mm-hmm. That's right. And every single one. And it's not to sit down. It's not just to sit. Not a sitting. It's a going church. <laughs> that's right. And so that's kind of a, a lot of what our church is about. And mm-hmm. the second focus is the presence of God. Yeah. We want to have his presence. Yes. You can have a perfect order in the church. You can have a lot of program. But if the presence of God is not there. If there's no anointing. It's exactly. Yeah. And and that is what, where our heart is. And the third thing that we focus on is that everyone should come into their identity, yeah. that they know who their father is, mm-hmm. and that they relate to him as sons and daughters. Yes, that's good. You know, God is the so- sovereign Lord over universes, but Jesus talk us, told us that we should address him as father, yeah. and we want all our members to know who their father is, and that they relate to him as a father, and they are sons and daughters Amen. to him. Tell me about a, a little bit of worship experience, because sometimes, especially in, you know, when, again, I want to revert back to the book of Acts. When we look at the book of Acts and uh, and I compare the church that we read about in the book of Acts and compare it to the church that we are today, generally speaking, I see that a lot of the church today gets so caught up in uh, a song service versus a time of worship. They go into, okay, we're going to sing these three songs, and boom, just like that, we're moving on to the next thing because we got we got to do. I got to touch on my three point topic, and I got to get to something else, and it yeah. becomes so fast paced that it seems like a business almost, rather than really understanding right. worship. That's that's not us. <laughs> yeah, we really we really want um, we really want to take time for people to experience coming into the Lord's presence, being touched by Him, and being able to touch Him. Yeah. Uh, we really want that connection to happen. Uh, I feel that if if we've just had some kind of a service, some kind of a program, and folks have not met the Lord in some way, if they haven't really experienced being touched by and hearing something from Him, mm-hmm. uh, and have an opportunity to have a personal uh, experience of the presence of God, then we've kind of missed it. Mm-hmm. And so we do, um, we have uh, opportunities for people to come up to the front if they want to. We're actually very free. Yeah. Uh, we have people who, who when, during praise time, we have banners, we have mm-hmm. tambourines. People can feel free to express praise yeah. uh, in any way they want, mm-hmm. and they do. They tend to come out in the aisles or up the front, and we have no problem with that. Yeah. Uh, even children. 
yeah. uh, are free to to worship and to praise the Lord. And but we do have those times that are personal times, intimate times with the Lord, mm-hmm. and we encourage that. Sometimes the prophetic word will come during that time. Yeah. Uh, we also have times when we can actually minister to people in various ways. Sometimes during during that time as well. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Uh, Wednesday night, we, we had a tremendous presence of the Lord among us, mm. and, and we were ministering to people, and, and the presence of God just come in such a way that many did what we call it carpet time. Mm. <laughs> they were just in the presence soaking of God and soaking in his presence. Yes. And I think it's so important for us as Christians to understand when it's coming to, to, to uh, services that we don't just go from one program to the next thing to the next thing, but wait on the Lord and, and you soak in his presence mm-hmm. and everything that he is. Yes. And that is what we're trying to do every week in yeah. our church. Yeah. Wow. So for everyone that is listening to us, listen, if you, if you find yourself caught up right in the middle of a fast-paced world, you're, you're rushing to get your kids to school, you're rushing to get to work, you're rushing to get your work done at the end of the day, you're rushing to get back, pick up your schools, your, your kids from school, you're rushing to get back to the home and get some housework done and get to bed for a few, few hours and then rush back again. If your life is just a blur and you're rushing through life and you really haven't had the time to sit down and really get into the presence of God, on behalf of AM630 KSLR, we want to invite you to go out and visit um, this wonderful church, this wonderful ministry that God has called specifically for this time and for this season here in San Antonio that is led by Pastors Runa and Bertha Brandstrom as well as uh, Pastors uh, Ruben and Vera Segundo. Um, the name of the church is the King's Mission Fellowship. They're located on the south side, uh, the address being 610 Morrison. That's M-O-U-R-S-U-N-D. Uh, 610 Morrison Boulevard, and if you'd like to give them a call, uh, speak to the pastor, maybe find out more information or directions or times of the church services, the number to call would be 210-922-5366. You have service time Sundays at 10? 10.30. and Wednesdays, 7 o'clock. 10.30. But we have also other things, but that is every week we we pronounce. Sunday at 10.30, Wednesdays at 7. Very good. And if people want to... You know, it's very difficult to remember all these uh, streets and so on. But if they Google uh, King's Mission Fellowship, they will come to our website and and then they can see everything there. All right. Make sure you get on your computers and Google the King's Mission Fellowship here in San Antonio. You'll find Pastors Rune and Bertha Brandstrom there, and uh, we encourage you to go out there and uh, visit them. Thank you guys so much for being out here with us. Well, thank you, Mark, for having us. It's been a pleasure to be here. Appreciate you. God bless. Bless you. Very good to be here. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to get to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you would like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.